another episode of the Threefold Collective. I'm Jay Cruz. And I'm Julie Cruz. And today we are going to be talking about, um, Julie had a question uh, from one of your friends and she said, um, how do you guys cultivate your relationship? Was that the question or how did she ask it? I don't remember, but that sounds right. You don't remember exactly or you remember the question being asked though? We asked this question a long time ago. (laughs) So... Um, I think they said, how do you cultivate your relationship? Meaning, how do you keep your relationship a priority is oh. how I took it. Like, how do you keep your relationship a priority and how do you like, I don't know, keep it alive? That's how I felt. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, is this person also said, oh, but you've always had opportunity or you've always been cultivating your relationship. And I thought that was the strangest the strangest comment after the question. Yeah, because it automatically assumes that that's what we were, we've been like our whole marriage. <laughs> well, not that. I, I The reason why it's the strangest question to me is because I feel like from the moment that you start dating, you should be cultivating your relationship. Yeah, you should be. That should be your goal. Your goal yeah. should be to get better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it is your business, mm-hmm. uh, fitness, relationships, those things you should always want it to get better the moment you say okay we're cool i'm just gonna be satisfied where i'm at you there's no such thing as a um arriving or arriving or there's no such thing as okay this is where um, i want to be and i'm just gonna stay steady right here yeah there's only going forward or going backwards Mm -hmm. and the moment you say okay i'm gonna stay here you're going backwards because either someone or something is surpassing whatever you're doing yeah, just the same as in business. If you say, oh, I'm good. I don't need to ch- try and work on anything. Every- I'm just going to coast. Everything's going to be good. Uh, your business is going to fail because you haven't kept the fire burning. Yeah, what what would you... Coasting is called becoming um, complacent. Yeah. And it's kind of like the same way as water. Like if you have water, uh, like if you're going to go swimming in mm-hmm. a body of water, you don't want the pond that's just been sitting there and there's no flow Yeah, gross. and all it does is sit there. And then what grows? Like there's algae and yeah. all this other just crap that mm-hmm. grows. And it's the same thing in your, in your relationship, business, anything like that. If it doesn't keep moving, if it don't keep it flowing, some sort of positive flow yeah. into it, that the nasty gunk just gets built up. So what do you think we do to make our relationship strong and not to get stuck? <laughs> Uh, I know what I, I know one of the things that I do is I, I stay away from comparisons. Yeah. Comparisons is like the worst thing for you to say, like, man, like I feel like I'm doing better than them. So I, there's nothing for me to improve or, or like saying, I know I'm not doing great, but at least I'm doing better than them. Yeah. Uh, that happens a lot. To yeah. And then there's the, the tran- the converse, the converse, the converse of that, which would be like, oh, I'm not doing as good as them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my marriage is failing. Yeah. So you, one of the things is you just have to stay away from the comparison game because you will either you, you lose either way because you're going to say, oh, I'm doing better. So I'm not going to work on it or I'm doing worse. So I'm not going to work on it. like I can never be as good as that. Yeah. So I'm not going to try or I'm doing better than that. So there's I'm not going to do anything to improve. Yeah. And I think for our relationship, there were plenty of times where we were going through so much, maybe fighting on our way to church and then we're at church and we're like. You know, totally fine. And I think we gave off the persona that we had a perfect marriage and we had a great marriage and nobody knew the wiser. 
until we actually, you know, said, Hey, no, we're not. Um, I think that is very common though in relationships that you don't want to anyone else to think that you're maybe not doing it. And then out of the blue, people are like, we're getting a divorce. And you're, you're like, what happened? You know, I thought you guys had the greatest relationship ever. Um, so I think that's kind of, but not just that though. Like when some, when you're someone who comes out of the blue and says they're getting a divorce, it's almost like, okay, when you invite people to your wedding, it's not so that they can just enjoy a good meal and dance and have a fun time. The purpose of you in inviting people to your wedding is so that they can help keep you accountable and help you along your marriage. So like if you're uh, struggling, especially your your best man and your maid of honor, yeah. or whoever it is that's there, they're supposed to be there to like help you along, the, like guide you and like, uh, like those are the people you should be able to confide in and say like, hey, I'm struggling. So anybody out there that's like, oh, this is the person I want to be my best man and all that kind of stuff. Really think about that yeah. because that is somebody that should be there for life for you. Mm-hmm. But let's, let's like, we've kind of gone on a I tangent, but to go back and say what we've been doing. Um, again, like I said, stay from the comparison game because the comparison game is, it will trick you. Mm-hmm. Practically but, though. I feel like we've done some things practically. Yeah. Um, one of the things I remember uh, someone telling me is to continue to date your spouse. Mm-hmm. Like the moment that you get married and there's still like, um, you know, there's the honeymoon period. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a time when you stop um, pursuing, pursuing, you know? Well, and I think for us, okay, we got married. I was 21. You were 22. We had our first child at 23, jumped right in. And I remember when people would tell me, because everybody always gives that advice. It's like, date your spouse, go on dates. But when you have really, really young children, that's so hard to do. And so for us, yes, now we've come to a place where our kids are in school and we can set aside Fridays to be a date day, but we didn't always do that. So how did we cultivate the relationship when our kids were young? Do you remember? Um, We, I, I wouldn't say we were as intentional as we are today. Yeah. It just was like, if it happens, it happens. When we yeah. were first uh, married, I remember I remember before I would go to work, I would pray with you every morning. Yeah. And then at some point that stopped mm-hmm. and we still went to church together. Um, but like there's those little things like, OK, so first of all, um, involving prayer into your life mm-hmm. and making sure that God is, is first. Yeah. Uh, like I don't want to just brush that off and say, obviously, but yes, that should be uh a cornerstone and a, a keystone to what you yeah. do. But then all the things that attracted you to me or me to you, or vice versa, you got to keep doing those things. Yeah. Like uh, I always laugh because it gets harder and harder to make you laugh these days. But when I do, like, I'm like, Oh yes, I love it because <laughs> that feeling of being able to make you laugh is like, yeah. I, I love that. And you always did. Even if you're cheesy, like you're cheesy making me laugh. Yeah, my like one-liners. I remember uh, we were with our friends uh, at a restaurant. I forget what it was. It was a fast food restaurant, and there was a uh, a menu up, and somebody's like, "Jay, uh, uh, or no, you asked me, hey, what do you what do you want to eat, or no, what do you feel like, or something to that something? It definitely wasn't what do you want to eat. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> hey, do you see anything you like? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Hey, do you see anything you like on the menu? And I was like. I don't see you up there. So no, like that was the kind of cheesy one liner. Yeah, he was good. Garbage that I did like all the time. My glasses are like fogging up right now. Keep talking. Oh, you're too hot over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. that was like a perfect placement for a one liner. 
Yeah, see, there you go. Um, yeah, I think when our kids were were little, um, it would it was more of you having to be in. Okay, I remember when our kids were little because we had four kids within four years. You would come home even after working tons of hours, and you would say, "How can I help?" Or you would mm. take the baby. Or you would, you know, let me have some rest. And for me, that was like the best, like intentional behavior of trying to pursue me, even if it meant I was going to go take a nap. It meant like you were showing up and helping me without me having to ask. So I think for that, for like even small things like that, I mean, it's a big thing, but like small things like that can make a big difference in being intentional in a marriage. Um, and we would have date nights at home because we just, I mean, there was nobody we lived a lot of, you know, we lived for a while in Georgia and we didn't have people. I mean, we had people, but we didn't have family that could watch our kids a lot. And so we didn't go on dates that often. And so we had to make things work at home and play a game or. Oh, we played sequence like nobody. Yeah, we did. I don't know why that game was horrible with (laughs) one-on-one, but we played it all the time. I think what, like the point that you're making is just, um, finding whatever the person's need is yeah. and that changes throughout life like the need becomes different like right now your need is someone just to help support you in your business and um to come alongside you so like i mean i mean that's the whole point of a marriage in the first place totally. is for that person to come alongside and be a helper mm-hmm. to be a helpmate. like that's the whole purpose and so to notice yeah to notice things and that's the problem so you your your fire your for whoever it is will transition depending on who notices you yeah and that's a scary thing Mm -hmm. and so that's why you have to continue to notice your spouse and like so that they know oh they're still noticing me and i can get attention from them instead of from somebody outside of that marriage yeah and you know you hear the the phrase like oh we're growing apart and that i understand what people say when they're growing apart. like of course we're we're supposed to be growing Mm -hmm. every single day we're growing but I think that these small behaviors that make us be intentional about each other and thinking about like how you're going to receive the love and how I'm going to receive love and how they may be different and how they may change from one year to the next. um, I think that's how you can continue to be intentional and to, instead of grow apart, grow closer together as you're trying to get closer to God. Yeah. There should definitely be some sort of growth because for either one of us to expect that the other person is going to stay exactly the same throughout the whole marriage, that first of all, that's super unrealistic because as you age, things change, yeah. period. You're, um, you don't even look the same, but I mean, I look almost the same. You do. I don't, hair. I don't feel like I do, but we're, I was 21 when we got married. So of course you're going to look different. You're going to, yeah. you know, things are going to change. Yeah. And even like when, so when Julie and I first got married, um, and we watched movies, all I watched was romance, comedy type movies, romantic comedies, basically, and, and romance yeah. movies, because that's all that she liked. And I'm like, on my own time, I'm over here watching like action movies, Jackie Chan, this and whatever <laughs> else. And um, and I was like, man, if she would just watch one of my movies, I'd be happy. But I just did whatever she enjoyed. But I still got to I still had my own time because we had work different work schedules. So I still watched my own movies. Mm-hmm. But like. I was intentional about watching what she wanted to watch so that I could be with her. Now, today, it might have taken a while, but she will watch every last whatever it is with me. So that part of her changed. And it wasn't like I had to force her to do it. 
But there's a little bit. And of, I had to admit that sometimes the movies were pretty good. So now I'm like, okay, let's go. Wait, which ones? The romance ones? No, I mean the movies that you like. Oh yeah, duh. See, here's the thing though: the romance ones, they're all almost exactly the same. It's, it's like Hallmark movies. I know, love them. You know what's gonna happen? <laughs> well, our our big thing was I don't want to plug somebody, but we watched every last Jennifer Lopez movie. Dude, for real. We even had for our wedding, the. the <laughs> oh gosh. So. The what was the that movie called? Um, the wedding planner. The wedding planner. They had like the theme song from the wedding planner, and we used that in our wedding. It was our <laughs> our first dance. I or your the father daughter dance. Maybe it was the father daughter dance, but then I walked down the aisle to the theme song. That no, you just didn't. the the um, piano part part. Did you totally? Oh, I have to go. Watch but it was that. good. Song. That was a good movie. I mean, it was kind of ages us. Yeah, because that was a while. A while back. Yeah. I mean, we got married before they had digital cameras. <laughs> they were all negatives and you had like oh, the wow. wind up. Yeah, we're kind of No, old. we got married before um, flip phones. Oh, How about that? So weird. Before there was, you could even take pictures with your phone. That's true. And you know what? It was cool because now if you go to a wedding, everyone has their phones up. Ugh. As the bride or whoever's coming down and then. But there's so many more memories. now. It's true, I guess. It's it's a give and take. Anyways, so what that's are some. That's tangent. Yeah. Just like a little extra happen. information for you. That, that works. <laughs> um, oh, so what what is what are other things you feel like um, we did to be intentional to cultivate our. I'll, I'll tell you something recently. Mm-hmm. So one of the things for me, I'm I'm just someone that always wants to try and get better. So like. Fitness wise, like there hasn't been a moment where Julie has known me where I didn't want to work out or I wasn't like changing what I was doing and changing how I worked out because I wanted to get better. But I took the same approach to like our marriage. There was times where, yeah, I would mess up and it wasn't wasn't like I wasn't leading well, but like I always wanted to do better. And initially when we first got married, man, I would always look at her and look at her faults and the things that she could improve. But at some point a switch happened. I said, you know what? I can't change her. I can't be her. Um, I can't do all these other things. So let me just make myself better. And by making myself better, we can make mm-hmm. the marriage better. Like you can't control the other person. You're just gonna get frustrated. Yeah. So I just concentrated on, 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 on me and what I, what I could, you know? Yeah. And improve. for me, I feel like, you know, I spent a long time, trying to work on myself personally, like my personal development, because I was someone years ago that always saw the negative in every single situation in you and everything around me. And so that was like what I was permeating, like projecting all the time is negativity. And I wasn't happy and I was like, everything wasn't right. And so I think I was probably hard to live with for a while there. And what what I tell people in my business all the time is that you're never going to get better at something unless you tell yourself that you are going to be (laughs) like, you have to, to believe that you're going to be better before you can get there. And that is something I have to remind myself of a lot. Um, but it took a lot of years of doing personal development and, and trying to retrain my brain to not see negative all the time. Yeah. And people see me now and they're like, you're always so positive. You're always so, it's like, well, I'm, first of all, I'm not, but <laughs> Jay knows the truth. Um, but also it's taken a lot of years for me to try and retrain my brain to, to 
to turn it around. You know, even like, even with us, like we've worked so hard on our marriage and we hardly ever fight. But then sometimes when we do fight, I'm like, oh, you know, like I, like I go back into the, the negative thinking. Oh, like what? Like, I mean, we haven't in a long time, so I don't really have an example, but, um, I don't know. It's like you, I think you still, for me anyway, it's still like makes, I still have to retrain myself. Oh, I don't know. Like they're so far between, uh, like, I think one of the things that we've always, um, centered back to is when we are going to get into a fight or we're in a fight, you just have to stop and pause for a second and like, remember, okay, wait a second. Okay. This person loves me. Mm-hmm. We're on the same team. I love them. Mm-hmm. We're on the same team. This is just a hallmark misunderstanding. Yeah, totally. And in the end, we love each other. So let's let's try and figure this out. And I think our like our quote is you got to fight for your marriage, not in your marriage. Mm-hmm. And that that helps it a ton. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's true. We've had plenty of, uh, you know, someone told us when we first got married, don't ever go to bed in a different room or don't ever. Um, yeah, that didn't happen. I know. And I, so I would always be like, no, but I've learned over the years, like what works for us, but we still try not to actually. Yeah. For me, like I cannot, like I need when we're in an argument or when we used to be in like a really big argument, like I just needed space and I would go to the couch, not intending to really like sleep there. Like I just needed to like chill and she would, wouldn't give me 30 seconds out there. And like, she'd be right there. Like, oh, we need to talk this out. And I'm like, I just can't do this right now. Like, yeah. It's just not going to happen. And that pursuit just made me more angry and more resistant. And and I think over the time, we both learned. So you don't pursue me as hard and I don't, I don't pull back so hard. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, okay. So go, going. Yeah, we were like going back, on a way back, big tangent. Going way back to um, other things that. Um, we've done is um, me uh, just spending my time with God, like Julie and I's relationship with uh, with God has changed today or this year. No, sorry, not this year. 2019 it did Yeah. to where we started doing um, our devotionals with God with that. Well, okay, let me explain that. So we would read our Bible and pray together mm-hmm. in the mornings, um, which we'd never done for 16 years of marriage. Yep our 16th year of marriage. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to, but that's not what you liked to do. I always wanted to do them together or go through a book together or do something like that. And you're like, oh, I don't, that's not how I do. Well, let me, better. let me explain that. Okay, you can what explain. I was trying to do is say that I have my own relationship with God and you have your own relationship with mm-hmm. God. I don't want to be responsible for yours. And I don't want you to replace your quiet time with our quiet time mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. So that was the only reason why I did that. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, hey, you are still responsible for your own time. Totally. But I get to lead you um, in, you know, a, a short time. And it as does. Well. I feel like if you're really talking about like going back to the the basis of that question, how do you cultivate your relationship? That is how we are. We have gotten closer. Oh, yeah. And it's per, it's I guess permeated is the word of the, of the day. But it's helped. It's come to our kids. Like, so then now they're seeing us and they're seeing yeah. us making that a, pr- a priority in the mornings and then they're wanting to do it, too. So it really has transformed not just our relationship and helped us be intentional with our time together, but also for our kids. Yeah, I sent this picture to Julie yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, no, two days ago. 
and I came out and to do mine and I was sitting on the couch and Corbin, he comes out and sit, sits next to me. He grabs his Bible, he reads it. And then I have a picture of him praying. And like, I didn't say, Hey, this is what you need to do Yeah. that morning. He just came out, saw me doing it. So then he did the same thing. So, um, for the men out there leading by example is mm-hmm. like a huge thing. And it's like so far, uh, you know, leading your own life, then leading your wife and, um, your kids, um, well, not necessarily, it's not going to be automatic, but you have to at least model it yeah. if that's what your expectation is. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then recently, uh, you started having Fridays off and mm-hmm. I decided it, that's, a, it, it was a hard thing for me because I, of my business, the way my business works, I can work whenever I want. And because I love it, I want to work all the time. And so I, we had to have a conversation And I said, well, I think I should be taking off Fridays so that we can spend more time together. And at first it was kind of hard um, to let it go. And then finally it got to a point where everybody knew I was taking off Fridays. Everybody's like, why are you checking in? If I did check in, you know, and and then we got to actually spend time. And some days that would look like taking a nap. (laughs) And sometimes it would be going to the movies. Um, But I've, I've come to look forward to it because... It's just one day that we have just for each other, which I think is really special. So that's been like a big way for us to cultivate. I realized that the masses may not have that kind of time to be able to put it together. Um, But I think if you're being intentional with a Friday night or being intentional with one night a week, where even if you're ordering pizza in and you're having a game night with your family or with your spouse, then at least that is cultivating your relationship still. Yeah. You have to definitely uh, be intentional about it. You got to steal that time. I mean, when you were first dating, whoever it is, man, you probably go out of your way totally to be with them. You would uh, cut prior engagements out. You would schedule it. And for anybody that says they don't have time, like check yourself real quick. How much time do you watch Netflix? On, or the football like, game or a football game mm-hmm. or like I think that's one thing that's helped us is that I don't really watch no. sports and it's not my life I know but like uh like think about all the other things that you do and then say okay would I if if in a dating situation would I sacrifice this to be with her or him mm-hmm. and if your answer is yes then you should be sacrificing yeah that you thing. can't stop sacrificing that thing that's what we're talking about like stopping those things that you that made you fall in love with each other because now it's been 20 years or for us 16 years like obviously like our likes and things may change um but still trying to figure out what each other likes is important yeah i think we're doing a good job about that yeah uh and like man i try my best to be like actually no julie I think Julie models this for me better than I do for her, but she serves, um, she serves, like she serves me. She uh, will make sure that I eat, and now I'm doing that for her a lot. She would uh, make me coffee, and now I do that all the time for her. Mm-hmm. So like, like just serving the other person is like a huge deal because then they know that you care about them, that you're thinking about them. Mm-hmm. And um, also you, um, one of the things that we did was actually did the like love languages, um, test yeah to try to figure out how the other person receives love mm-hmm. and just because you don't receive it that way you have to learn how to give it two things 
You have to learn how to give it the way that that person would receive it. But then you also have to learn how to receive it the way that that person gives it and, and identify that as, oh, they are trying to love me right now. Yeah. Instead of just saying, oh, no, that's not the way that I, yeah. I do it. So that's not good enough. I mean, still trying, like, I, there's, our love languages are not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been challenging sometimes where I'm like, like, I have to go out of my way to make sure that I'm loving you the way that you feel loved. And Man, you not, go out of your way. I mean, you know, not out of my, I don't mean it like as a, <laughs> as a chore or anything like that. I just mean like, I have to, sometimes I have to think about it. Like, oh. Intentional. In, Let's use intentional. the word. Intentional. Intentional. Okay, intentional is my you. word for 2020. And okay. I feel like I need to use it all the time. Yeah. Be more intentional. So I have to be intentional. About using the time. word intentional. Okay. I'll be intentional. Okay. Um, but I have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. In showing you that I love you the way that you feel it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And mine is different than yours. So it's like hard. It's harder for, is it harder for you? No, because I think that mine, um, your, yours, it's kind of easy. Cause like, so whatever I want is usually what actually you want. Like the things that, so like words of affirmation. That's yeah. so easy for me to mm-hmm. do that for you. Mm-hmm. And then gift giving. That's even easier because all I have to do is make sure that there's a smiling package at our front door every now and then. And you're, you're happy. So like, I think that your, your love language has totally been gifts lately. <laughs> well, see, so it's become easier for you Oh my because gosh. that's yours. No, I think, is it mine? You think gifts is one of my tops? Words, affirmation, acts of service, and then gifts. Mm, okay. It is. I think words of affirmation and that is true for me. I think that's probably why I am so big on recognition on my team Mm -hmm. because for me, words of affirmation go such a long way. And so I automatically assume that everyone else is like that too. Um, But I was thinking recently that I should probably do like some sort of love languages test in my team Mm. because not everyone maybe does learn or love that way. But I think everyone loves a little recognition when they do something well, you know, and you should be able to freely give that to people. Like it doesn't take from you to say, good job, you know? Yeah. It's, it's actually one of the easiest ones to do, Yeah. but the, there's a fine line between just doing it and then being gen, making sure that you find a genuine thing yeah. to affirm them on. Mm-hmm. Because if you just throw like obligatory like compliments, random compliments, nah. especially when that's not true. Like if someone's singing and they're horrible and you say, man, you have a great voice. Good job. Guess what? You're going to hear that horrible singing yeah, forever. Totally. So you want to encourage something that you, you think that they should repeat. Don't <laughs> encourage something that they are horrible. I, do at. I need to be thinking about this for me? <laughs> since this is my, since this is my, uh, love language. Like how many times have you said this to me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Said what? Like me to you? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that wow, you've only, read, I know, don't read into I that. know you've only, I think you really do have come a long way in your words of affirmation for me because I, for a long time, didn't feel like I heard that I was doing a good job from you for like, you know, for a long time when we were having problems. I, I think it, I think going back to it, bottom line, it goes back to having a more positive outlook on, on totally. your life 
and finding the positive in what's going on. Because if you, you could have the perfect life, you could be rich, you could have everything and have a negative attitude and pff, it's done. Like everything you it have matter. means nothing. Yeah. Or you can have a positive attitude and have nothing and have an amazing life. Yeah. Because you're surrounded by people you love. I mean, for me, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's actually all we have time for because uh, the recording is going to end. Oh. So. <laughs> I think we did good. Yeah. So thank you again <laughs> for uh, joining us uh, next week. Um, we actually have a little game. We're going to play a little game next week. Oh. And we'll see how that turns out. It'll be fun. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. Bye, friends. See ya. Bye.